History, Jake the Snake. Snake! Hello, everybody. Coming to me from your tiki bar. Yes. In the coldest oh. climate available of all of the people in Finicky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the place I can be, it's the place I can swear without being judged. That's really what this is. You're going to need that. You're going to want that. You're going to need it. I will say, I always get so bummed when I remember that September and October were the nicest months in L.A. It's the only thing I miss about L.A. Definitely not the people. But the September-October nice weather months, I do miss that. Oh, yes. Well, and I'll tell you, I was just in Las Vegas, and... It, re- it reminded me of, of, of L.A. With the, with the nice weather, but... God damn, it got cold in the evening. I will say. Did you hit up fellow finicure Benderge? No, but I should have because I, because you were saying, and we, I have not heard or confirmed or denied this, but that he is uh, pretty much fallen in the Bellagio. He and is. I probably, he basically probably lives there. should have, considering that the places I stayed were not the Bellagio. Did you stay at the, the, was it the Circa or the... I didn't stay at Circa, no. I stayed at the D, which is associated oh, yeah. with the Circa, but it's, right. uh, it used to be Fitzgerald's, but um, <laughs> Circa is fucking nice, though. Um. Yeah, I want to go to the Mega Sportsbook pool, and then I want to go to the Mega Sportsbook Sportsbook, and I want to do all the Mega Sportsbook things. And I'm excited about a world where everything becomes a sportsbook. It's going to be like the Mega Sportsbook uh, restaurant, sports bar, or the Mega Sportsbook uh, brunch spot. Like, it's only going it, to – this is just the beginning. Yeah, well, and they even have, like, at Circa, like, you can tell they went, like – full in on the whole sports book thing because they have like TVs at like at tables. Like, you know, like sometimes there's like usually some sort of like dancing lady to kind of like distract yeah. you. This, they put a TV right in the middle, like uh, between a whole bunch of, you know, craps tables and stuff so that you're maybe. So you can put down a props bet while you're, while you're betting on black, you could just. Oh, sure. Well, cause they have an app. They have an app. You can just like immediately like just tie into it like it's like, i mean they've got that thing streamlined dude. this they know how to- finicky finicky podcast brought to you by cirque yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> all right we've done enough free sponsorship for them um did we get we got to get derge in it we got to get the whole finicky crew down there and then maybe we can use this uh amazing uh, uh advertising opportunity for Zerka to start giving us um free rooms so that we can yeah. make some real mistakes Maybe that's um, what we need to do is just keep plugging random things like just just till something sticks until I get an email that says, "Would you like we money?" Have Twelve people who listen to this in a ten-person league. They're 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 a very powerful audience. Um, so uh, any bets turn out? What were your bets like? Uh, terrible. I mean, well, actually, not terrible, but 
I just parlayed and fucked the parlay, so it just didn't. <laughs> didn't, didn't it, it, actually, you know, it wasn't me. It was uh, it was the the Dolphins that really fucked the parlay because Your they parlay were playing. Was on the oh because they played Thursday, and you bet against my Jags. No, they were they played well. They might as well have been Thursday. It was like at fucking. Six oh, that's right. They were the six thirty a.m. game. Yeah, but that was not a good way to start a parlay. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and you're like, God damn it! <laughs> like, <especially laughs> seemed like a good idea at the games, time. Like, yeah, especially since the middle games, it was like mostly favorite to one, and they won pretty handedly. But that's sports betting for you, right? You always I mean, get Jaguar. I haven't bet my whole season on Trevor Lawrence and uh, Urban Meyer. So, yeah, that's okay. Um, I feel some of that pain. Uh, well, I say your bet has been working out, has been Derrick Henry. I believe the conversation was Christian McCaffrey. Is he going to keep doing his thing, or is it going to be Derrick Henry defying all odds, continuing to be a superhuman running back? It's never been done. All of the science points it to uh, against to it actually happening. And um, guess what? He's still playing really well, so he must be pretty happy about that. I mean, how could you not? He And I, I watched that game on my flight home because I, I flew back home on, on Monday, and I just was sitting there. I was like, dude, this guy is incredible. And we all know it, but when yeah. you watch him play, like he's constantly – like he got a false start in that game because he was falling over before he was going. Like he – yeah. Is like constantly moving forward. And we kind of talked about this not long ago. I think when it's all said and done, I think he's going to kind of go down as one of those fantasy, like, MVPs, right? Of oh, yeah. all time. Oh, yeah. Like, His legs could explode tomorrow and he'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he just is... He just demands so many touches in that offense and... He's always the goal line guy, and he always gets at least enough yards to be able to pump that in. And so he'll end up with three touchdowns, and that's so valuable. So, hey, I mean, I'll be honest. Where I should have had the first pick based off of where we were draft or where the race car. We don't need to revisit the race car thing. We get it. We don't need to revisit that. I would have taken Christian McCaffrey, but I'm very glad that that didn't work out. That's true. (laughs) Well, um, Yes, it, it worked out. Uh, he is superhuman, and who knows if, if Zach would have taken him second. Um, but that's been working out. I feel like Derrick Henry is in the stratosphere of like the Ladanian Tomlinson or the uh, Sean Alexander years where you look back and you're like, well, yeah, whoever had that guy must have won his league. And maybe they did, sure. maybe they didn't. I will say I, I dug... I hope that's no pressure. I uh, I did dig up. So he was drafted in 2016. And I was curious, if we had been a keeper league, who would have drafted Derrick Henry? Now, I he didn't really play his first two years a whole lot, I think. Um, uh, yeah, who, because he was behind... Uh, the guy from the Cowboys. Uh, what the was D? the name? Starts with a D? That would have been a good thing to research before doing this. Um, yeah. I will say, uh, he. do you want to guess what round he was drafted in? When he was a rookie? Yep. He was oh, drafted. Like or nine? Nine. Uh, he, he was drafted in the seventh round. 
And who was he drafted by? That is the question. I would say... Oh, I lied. He was drafted in the eighth round. Eighth round. He was drafted um, right behind Tyrod Taylor and right before <sighs> Stephen Hauschka. Holy fuck. Um, <laughs> let's say... I'm going to say... A buffalo Stephen Hauschka. This sounds like it was a Lyle draft pick. It That's- was... I'm confirming because I remember there were multiple people who had, it was it was Ben Bliss. Ben Bliss would have had <laughs> if we had a keeper league. Ben Bliss would have had Derrick Henry, and um, yeah, that was. Um, I'm looking. I took Michael Floyd in that round. Um, I'm trying to remember who you're. I maybe I believe you drafted Colby Fleener. Colby Fleener. So. Big big round for both of us. Oh, that was when he just signed with the. That was yeah. That was the year he signed with the Saints, and yeah. he was supposed to be the next Jimmy Graham, and he was. Some not. interesting things I found when looking back at the 2016 draft. Um, Stephanie, who uh, this year made splash by drafting uh, Kelsey, and then um, drafting Patrick Mahomes. Drafted Rob Gronkowski in the first round and Aaron Rodgers in the second round. So this is actually a thing. This is a trend that she does. I thought that was pretty incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, number one overall pick that year. Who do you think it was? It went to Zach McKee. Seems like he gets the first overall pick a lot. I would say Christian McCaffrey, but you know what? Uh, Not true. He was in the league yet. Um, I think, was this the year... It went wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back, running back, running back, running back. A wide receiver was number one mm-hmm. overall. There were two wide receivers this year that seemed like they were Hall of Famers. Was it Calvin or not Cal, uh, Calvin Johnson? It was Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was the number one oh. overall pick in 2016, uh, followed by Odell Beckham Jr. and then Todd Gurley. And then Zeke, and then AP. And then my draft pick. I'll get the horn ready for this one. Uh, Lamar Miller. Yeah, that was uh, that didn't work out for me back then. Who won in 2016? <laughs> um, and then David Johnson, and then Julio Jones, Rob Gronkowski, DeAndre Hopkins. Fun times in 2016. All right, I think it's time to start looking at some of the finicky news. We look at the free agent uh, free agent report, and uh, we had maybe one of the more interesting free agent reports go down. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do about this. Um, we're not going to start at the top, but there was a lot. One, Zach, I believe. Oh no, it no. Zach only picked two two people. It looked for a while that he picked like six or seven. That's just how they have it framed. Um, let's see. So, um. The number 11 overall, so I pick, I got a punter. Uh, you got a linebacker. Neither names matter. Um, I got Rashad Bateman. Probably not a great move. I got J.D. McKissick. Uh, that was fine. Um, I got him for $3. Apparently, a lot of people had him for $3, but I've been sucking so much that I got him uh, for $3. Anyway, um, you got the Cardinals D. 
Um, someone else got, I went for Dearness Johnson, but that went to JP, I believe. No, wait, no, maybe next week. Maybe next week is not JP. Who is maybe next week? I need to keep my shit straight. Maybe next week. It's Antez. Antez got, oh yeah, that's right. So Antez, he made a lot of waiver wire moves this week, which is great. Uh, you got Fred Warner, you got Dearness Johnson. Now we go into the top three. Um, Zach put down $6 bids on a lot of people. Um, one of them was Nick Folk. Um, but uh, I think this is a priority thing. He took Rondale Moore for $6, which is funny because I thought he already had Rondale Moore. Um, and he got a kicker for $11. Zach, a kicker for $11. Um, and then by far the most mind-blowing pick, which I don't, I would hope was a typo, Bliss <laughs> dropped Philip Lindsay. Have you seen what happened? Well, I heard the podcast where he was talking about Ronald Jones, and then he, he was turns talking around, about Ronald puts Jones. Down a, puts down a, a George Kittle amount on Ronald <laughs> Jones. I see eighty-five dollars <laughs> on Ronald Jones. I don't. I don't know what to think about this. Maybe he knows something we don't. He better know something we don't, because I also think a big part of that podcast was uh, Leonard Fournette has taken the job from Ronald Jones, but Ben Bliss betting really hard against that. Uh, uh, almost half his fab, $85 on uh, on Ronald Jones the second. So, bold move. Gotta say I like it. Um for now and um yeah that is that is the waiver report pretty shocking <laughs> um i have i will also i i made some moves today. did you see it all the moves i made i saw one of them which i found very interesting that uh, you uh well the first one was that you have deshaun watson on your team <laughs> i do i do have deshaun watson Give myself Weren't you telling Antes to drop him? I think this is uh, another one of your schemes. It is. Uh, honestly, I checked to see if Antes had dropped him, and I know that the trade deadline's coming up, and I know that if I see it in the news that Deshaun Watson likely be traded, it probably means that he won't be traded. And I know if I see Don Deshaun Watson trade rumors are false, then I feel like he's double about to be traded. So... I'm holding on to hope because, as you know, um, I, I have not been profiting very well from my Justin Fields investment. And uh, I can't go back to uh, playing old Garoppolo. It just feels like that's just such a boring way to play fantasy football. I'm so bored watching Garoppolo play football. It, I, it puts me to sleep. At least Fields is exciting. At least Fields, I can yell, run, and he won't. But I know that if he chose to, he'd go really fast. So... Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm trying to trying to keep it exciting. So yeah, I'm going for Deshaun Watson. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. At least I'll know hopefully by the end of the week. Yeah, but what okay, so then what I want to know about is what's all this bullshit about you leaving open players on your starting lineup? Well, that's the thing. I wouldn't do it into the game. I'd probably wait till Saturday. It's coaches. The Seahawks play New Orleans. I'm already betting on Geno. I don't I don't need to prove anything to anyone. Um <laughs> I'm fine picking a coach the day of. I'm fine picking a linebacker the day of. 
I'm waiting on Antonio Gibson's legs, which apparently are shattered, and I'm waiting on Deshaun Watson. Okay. And I'll make some adjustments. No, there will be no blank spaces on my roster. Just I got five people on a buy, so I got to be I got to be flexible just this week. Um, yeah, this is a brutal week for buys. I was looking through. This. It's insane. Yeah. It's half the league I, is on buy. Thank, I thankfully is am, am not. I mean, I've Josh Allen out, but like ultimately, I I survived this a little bit. But I was looking through everyone's teams, and I was like, "Holy shit!" There I is have a- Ezekiel Elliott, Justin Jefferson, Ceedee Lamb, Trevor Lawrence, Super Bowl, and Chase Claypool all on a buy. So I have an entire bench worth of buy players, which means, yeah, I gotta I gotta hang out in limbo for a little while to see if this Deshaun Watson thing pans out. I'll figure it out. Um, when is the when is what? Uh, I believe it's November second. But um, they were saying the the trade rumors would happen by Friday. So we'll see. We will see. It's all negotiations. Um, all right. So we might as well move on to our weekly matchups, which we've got some fun ones. But let's start with the least fun, which is Christopher Antez versus Ben Bliss. This is the battle of the losers um, because both these guys are ranked uh, what fifth <laughs> um, let's see here um, oh yeah that was something I did so I spent some time um, deciding on I think I'd always wanted to do this it's not even that great but I, I, I in order for people to quickly understand where everyone's at their season wise I gave a NFL comparison for each finicky team uh, for Ben Bliss on this one, I gave it the Jags in that sense that he is one in five. It's over, but yet I keep watching. Why am I watching? I'm going to keep watching. Um, what do you think about Ben Bliss, his one in five team? How's it look to you? Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> say, he says the same thing. He, you know, you know what? I, I think he's more like the Jets. I feel like the Jets have optimism every single year. He's very optimistic that this is the year. The Jets feel the same way, and every year they're the bottom of the fucking barrel. <laughs> Five dollars on Ronald Jones is a pretty Jets move. <laughs> I I mean, I I mean Stafford Winston is not bad, and Kamara is. Not playing well. Najee, I like Najee. But I like yeah. Najee. Yeah, I like Najee. He's got that. He's got that. But okay, they're here. I was I was looking at it to see where's the problem area. Where where are we? His problem really? area was his investment in the fucking Browns. He drafted yeah. Baker Mayfield, Oda Beckham Jr., and Jarvis Landry, and he's holding on to them. With with zero regard for his own self interest. Well, and that team's ex- just imploding. Like it's a everyone. fucking dumpster fire. He's even got their coach. When did Bliss love the Browns so much? What did he see? I've tried asking him these questions, and I've never got an actual decent answer. Well, you know, I mean, he's got to take care. You know, you, he's got to take care of a pregnant wife and, <laughs> and chase naked babies around. Like, there's not a lot of time to. Browns just zero excuses. So, All right, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Antez 
I gave him uh, the Panthers. I think he's had some great weeks. Um, uh, he's he's got some good players. What what do you think? I think the Panthers right now in three and three. Antes is two and four. That's not equal, but like, I'm I'm not not scared of playing Antes. I think he's got. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's terrifying. What do you got there? Yeah, I mean, Antes is always always one of those teams every single year that has tons of talent on there and many of them are not working out the way that they should and if they did i think his team would be fantastic so i guess he's more like the texans like that right texans have had a lot of talent on that team that just never panned out or the browns that's a good one a lot of talent but doesn't always work out but i mean jonathan taylor i i really was considering doing a trade for Jonathan Taylor. Now I wish I would have because he is great. I've looked at, I I remember looking at the Jonathan Taylor trades. I probably tried one. Um, But I mean, Tyreek, I mean, (laughs) shit luck with Tyler Lockett. I mean, Tyler Lockett, I don't see has any value with, with Russell Wilson out um, because he's just as, crutch you know and everything goes wrong he can knows he can throw it to lock it and um yeah i I don't know when he gets russ back when he gets james robinson back when he's got taylor when he's got Pitts, so i think he's playing better he's got some weapons i think he'll take some people down but i do think both these guys probably bottom of the barrel um all right moving on we have got stephanie versus oh shit myself that's not very good um Okay, so I'm in the second most least. Ugh. Anyway, it's three, two, and one me versus two and four her. Um, for Stephanie, I have the Raiders because while it may seem at times that there's no captain at the wheel, Stephanie's got the tools to win. What do you see there? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm so surprised at that stack so far hasn't really been paying dividends but then again she also does she still have uh, Todd Gurley on her team no she does not she does not she's she's made it that far we got you know what we got to give her credit for that she did get rid of Todd Gurley so yeah but yeah I mean I mean tough luck I mean, cream hunts out and she's gonna have a hard time this week too because of the buys and yeah um I mean, when you got Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, though, I mean, that could always be 60 points right there. It's her recipe. She's got adjustments to make. But, yeah, anybody who's got Dak and Patrick Mahomes, depending on Dak's health, Hunt being hurt doesn't help. But, I don't know. She's got weapons. Uh, I hope I can pull it out with my combination of Justin Fields and Geno Smith, which, yeah, (laughs) may trigger a bit of a gag reflex, but it's not boring it's a fun team to watch. Cordell Patterson, RB1. Yeah, what the <laughs> world? <laughs> I don't know how I got here. I'm not quite sure how this happened. Uh, man, um, so like, here's the thing. I like all my players. Are they the best players? No, but they are all got great backstories. Very interesting. Kind of fucking pissed at Darren Waller for having such a great week one and shit in the fucking bed ever since. Also kind of pissed at Antonio Gibson and his fucking toothpick legs. 
But um, hey, I got I I liked Rashad Bateman. I like he's a fucking freak, so I picked him up. Is he projected for a lot of points? Nope. Don't care. Hoping it's gonna be okay. I don't like to drop a uh, Hawks punter, but I got Blake Gillikin. Uh, and I think he's going to show up on Monday. This guy can fucking boot the ball. Uh, maybe even better than Dixon. Uh, he's got a fucking Gillikin-sized penis, and I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm really excited to see this guy play. Uh, but yeah, also, fuck. I might be in trouble. I got... The buys you have is shocking. It is it's genuinely This shocking. is the week to get through, and honestly, I saw like four people I liked on the wire. So... I don't know. If I can get by with Gibson, I might drop McKissick and, and fill my linebacker spot. We'll see what happens with uh, with Deshaun Watson. If he were to play this week, that'd be great. I don't know. I've got some moves to make still. But uh, as for now, yeah, I hope I can beat Stephanie and stay in the race. Um, I believe our next matchup is going to be Zach versus Lyle. Which is pretty exciting because they bought pretty good decent records. Four and two versus two and four. But Lyle, he's a competitive two and four. What do you what do you think? Well, Zach is also fucked in buys this week. Jesus. The guy injuries and buys is literally his whole bench. Yeah. That's shitty. Um Yeah, and he has had a bit of a run back graveyard, uh, running yeah. back graveyard. It's not, it's not pretty. Oh, I forgot to say, I, I picked myself as a Seahawks because we're both banking on Geno Smith to keep our lives uh, above water. Um, Zach's got a running back graveyard. Uh, Andrew Lyle, Andrew Lyle's got a curious team. Uh, I looked, there's a new feature in the rankings which will tell you your percentages of making the playoffs, and most of them are pretty obvious. But Lyle at two and four still has a 20% chance at making the playoffs. And that has to maybe do a strength of schedule or how many points he's scoring. So for that, I made him the Patriots because the Patriots uh, also have that record. They're not doing too well yet. Somehow, doesn't it feel like they're going to somehow make the playoffs? So that's why I gave it to Lyle. Um, I think his most curious piece is his quarterback duo, um, he's got Dan, he's got Dan Jones and he's got Tua. Obviously if the Deshaun Watson thing goes through, Tua's going somewhere or nowhere, but I feel like I watched Tua play quarterback on Sunday and he feels like somebody who in college played on like beginner and was still like winning all the games. And now he's playing on all Madden and like, he's not afraid of the defense. Like he's just... He could have, he was like a third and two play and he was running and he had like 10 yards to run and he tried throwing it for 20 yards and it didn't work. And it's like, that's the greedy shit you do on beginner. That's like, I'm, I'm not here for 10 yards. I'm only here for 20. And somehow he has that mentality. And if, if he can figure it out, he'll be a decent quarterback, but I don't know. I don't see it. I think like if he's one of those guys you had to bet, he ain't it. I don't think he's it. Yeah. I think he just. He plays scared, right? Like he, I feel like this. You know, the same thing happened to Robert Griffin. Like the difference is Robert. No, he Griffin, doesn't. He's scared in the sense he doesn't want to get hit anymore. Right. He doesn't want to get hit because that could be career ending. And not bad. He not bad point. That was so terrible in college, and I feel like that's his. It's in his mind, and that was always the fear, right? Why he wasn't drafted number one overall. 
Well, because his uh, leg was all fucked and I mean, hips, yeah, hips, hips, sure. leg, brain. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. The guy um, came in at halftime on a champ national championship game for Jalen Hurts and won. And you just can't forget that. But then again, I guess it is one half of football. Yeah. Yeah. All that yeah, being so said, Lyle I, also has just Miles Sanders sitting there on his bench. He's got Nick Chubb out. Naheem Hines, who's, who's good in PPR. I don't know. I do think Lyle is terrifying uh, when he's got all his pieces um, and when like DK Metcalf is like a proper weapon. Um, so we'll see what happens this week. Uh, I think I would pick Zach, who I compared to as the Rams, because uh, he's in a tough division, but he does seem destined for the playoffs. Nice. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> I was super pissed to lose because somehow Noah Fant got 20 points. And I, I watched part of the game, and I never saw it happen. So it could have been a jinx. He's also got the Patriots D going against the Jets. And, well, fuck, that might be the game right there because somehow the Patriots seem to mutilate Jets quarterbacks. Well, that being said, but I, I, I know I tried to make a – and I saw you did too. I, was this last week or the week before? He put in a, He put in like – Eleven dollars when each of us put in like three or four dollars to get to try to get that the um, the Patriots D. Yeah, but they have not panned. I mean, they had negative ten last week. Yeah, I watched that. It was on his bench. So he he, this was a, a deep play. I think he saw that last Jets game. He knew that it could decide games. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm interested to see if that Matt Gay, if that Matt Gay thing works. I mean, yeah, the Rams might kick 20 field goals against fucking Detroit if they're up as fast as it seems like they will. But who knows? Maybe it will be a Goff revenge game. Speaking, this is a great transition. Speaking of Jared Goff, let's go on our next most competitive game, and I love this matchup. It's Ben Derrigier versus JP, and take a look at these fucking quarterbacks. Uh, we've got two teams that are in the plus four and two versus three, two and one. It's Taylor Heineke and Jared Goff versus Matt Ryan and fucking MVP candidate Carson Wentz. Um, uh, there's a lot to look at here. Um, holy shit. It maybe is they're, they're two of the most boom bust rosters I think in the league. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. These guys could go. 200 there points, is, they could go I, 90 it, points. There are some names on here that are just wild. That AJ Green and well, T.Y. Hilton. Like, I'm, like, what? I'm not even uh, going to touch Michael Carter because he's the Jets maybe quarterback going against New England. But you look at Hopkins, Jones, Julio Jones, Terry McLaurin, and T.Y. Hilton. Add them all together, and those guys could go for 100 and they could go for five because they are so boom or bust. Julio Jones may not play. He may play the first quarter and leave. Terry McLaurin, I saw a stat that like 20% or 50%, it was like 50% of his passes are unfucking catchable Like I, he's getting targets, but most of them are absolutely not even close to him. T.Y. Hilton just came back from a like career-ending injury, and he's playing San Francisco, which I think he had a great week last week, but he played the Texans. And DeAndre Hopkins is on a spread offense. It's like fucking college spread offense. He gets 15% of the targets. So all those guys 
could do great or could get nothing. I would say the ultimate boomer bust. And then on top of that, you've got fucking Michael Carter, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. And the Colts D against San Francisco. I don't know. I it's hard to bet. It for me, even though people like AJ Dillon are starting for Ben Derger, it is hard for me to bet on JP. I the the only sure thing in this whole game is Devontae Adams. So I guess he could decide it. What do you think? Totally. Um yeah, there are I mean, I feel like Joe Mixon and 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 Josh Jacobs are like the exact same player. Like I feel like they are. Uh, I mean, they they play the same kind of game. They are perennially hurt and perennially like disappointing. Mm. Uh, I, but I mean, but you know what? Uh, Dershowitz is doing it again. He's he's filling his roster with these guys that are. Yeah, he's picking it up off of the the waiver wire, and yeah. he's putting together a good fucking team. You're not wrong. Like, Watch fucking Devontae Booker and Daryl Williams get 20 points each, and it yeah, fucking and, somehow you'd be like, oh yeah, I saw that. Taylor Heineke, for as awful as the the Washington football team is, he's actually been fine, right? Like, yeah. not like Taylor Heineke. You know, he's played a little bit better. Yeah, but yeah. Dante Booker, A.J. Dillon, Daryl Williams, like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost I buy it, too, because he's playing him. Like, if Ben Bliss were playing Hunter Henry, I know Hunter Henry's getting two points. But now that Ben Derge is playing him, I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, I don't know, 12? Like 13 points? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something there. Also, the Broncos, this one could start hot. The Broncos D against Cleveland with Case Keenum. On Thursday night football, we're gonna get a pretty quick look at who's going to who's who's gonna win this matchup. I'm I'm very excited. This will be one to watch. Um moving on, I think we have really just one more matchup to look at, and you'll be familiar with these teams because one of them is you. It is you versus Andrew Bottom, and don't don't blush too hard, but I believe Zach. Uh, called Andrew Bottom unbeatable one week and then called you unbeatable the next week. So let's take a nice deep look at the three and three DJ Morbutts versus <laughs> the snake. His is my favorite team name to say. Oh, I fucking forgot. Oh. Uh, my comparisons for the last matchup. Dare, uh, JP was the Chiefs because he had a shaky start, but he's starting to trend in the right direction. And uh, Ben Derge is the Titans because he's at a sneaky four and two. Um, all right. So we got Bottom versus you. Um, uh, Bottom's team, both your teams have scored plus 200. But it's, and honestly, the fun part is all of us drafted in the same room. In fact, out of the people in the room, clearly I'm the one who drafted the worst. But we're looking at this and it's like, how is Bottom doing this? How is he scoring 200 points? Um, and it it starts with the quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts can score 25 points in a game that he loses by 50. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, do you think Sam Donald's gonna be able to keep up? I know you're out. That's your big that's your big minus. You don't have Josh Allen. So how do you think Sam Donald can keep up with Jalen Hurts' magic for fantasy points? I don't know about Jalen Hurts' magic because 
yeah, it's the you said it last week. It was you know he he's like plays like Tebow, right? Like he mm-hmm. can be shitty, but he'll still end up getting like twenty points because he plays with his legs and the whole works. Sam Darnold has started off so so great, and he is not great. He's turned into Sam Darnold again, and but he's playing the Giants, so I think. They also changed their play calling. They said that they're going to run the ball more, which works out for you since I guess you also own Chuba Hubbard. That's Well, there you go. And I guess that because when I had Chuba Hubbard, the first game that he played where McCaffrey was out, he got like six points, and that was because Darnold had like three rushing touchdowns. So now at least I'm I'm all in on that. But you know what? yeah, now that you say it out loud, Sam Darnold and Jalen Hurts kind of have the same fucking football game. They both run their touchdowns. They they're all they're both running quarterbacks. Sure. Yeah, I I mean, whenever you have like your essentially your backup quarterback taking over for a star, all you can hope is that like they don't get negative points, and that's right. all I can hope for. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean. Uh, we'll see. Um, that's certainly the weakest part that I think on my team, though, this, this week. Well, a big part of your team is gone is Josh Allen. A big part of his team is gone is Austin Eckler. Uh, outside of that, kind of movable pieces. Um, honestly, I, I, until looking right now, I did not notice how much of this game actually comes down to Rams versus Detroit, uh, which would be an unfair title for both your teams. Um, but honestly, he's got Robert Woods and TJ Hawk, and you have Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. And the way I see that is honestly, if Robert Woods yeah. catches a shit ton of touchdowns, that essentially eliminates points potential for Cup and Higby, but would still create more opportunity for Henderson, who is also on your team. My God, you have a lot of Rams. Um, yeah. yeah, honestly, if Robert Woods, if Bobby Trees has the game of his life, you're in trouble. But outside of that, um, yeah, I think uh, I think this one is in your favor, but I guess we won't know for sure until Bottom completes his roster. Uh, and and yeah. it's something like Javante Williams going off on a Thursday night wouldn't be something completely out of the normal. Uh, Sam Darnold throwing three touchdowns to DJ Moore would be good for both of you, but better for him. And then, yeah, I guess Lamar Jackson just fucking up Cincinnati would be tough. I mean, it very well could. I mean, did you watch that Monday night football game that he played against the Colts? Yep. It was one of the best performances I've seen from a quarterback. Like, it was incredible. Like, I was like, holy fuck, this guy is like, he was he's doing Russell Wilson shit out there, man. Yeah. Like, when... In the day, early Russell Wilson, when he would just take over and just win the game himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Man. And honestly, I mean, the Ravens, I guess, are probably more like Russ, more like the Seahawks than we'd like to admit. But, but like, not like the Seahawks now, but like Seahawks a couple years ago. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we look at this. Uh, my comparisons were uh, bottom is San Diego. He has all the pieces, uh, but nobody's talking about him, which is hard because San Diego's on a buy, and that's a lot of his good stuff. And then... Uh, yeah, Snake, you are the Bucks because you started the season at one and you're still there. Also, I just noticed that um, Sam Donald. Oh no, Graham Gano is the kicker for the, the the Giants, and he's got the Detroit punter. Holy shit! Think about that. 
you're going to be watching every time Detroit punts, which should be every time. Uh, that could be bottom points. That might be big. Who knows? This is going to be a fun one to watch. Um, all right. Well, that is our recap of the week. And uh, for those who don't care about anything but the recap of the week, um, uh, from here on out, we're just going to bitch about the Seahawks. Um, fucking A. Uh, that Pittsburgh game was actually really important. We needed that game because um, we're we're at the bottom of maybe the most difficult division, as as I guess you could think the Steelers are. But the Steelers have, I mean, being at two and four, uh, we we don't have a lot of a uh, we don't have a big chance of climbing to the top of our division. So now we're just aiming for a wild card. I mean, depending, <clears throat> pending that something doesn't happen to Matt Stafford or Kyler Murray, uh, we are not going to win the division. So we're looking at a wild card. Um, and I think our bye week is week 10. So we, if we would have, we're going to hopefully beat the Jags. We are going to play New Orleans this week on Monday Night Football in front of the world. If we had beat Pittsburgh, we would be in decent shape, but we didn't. And so now. We are not. I mean, we're at that situation where when Russ Pat comes back, and if he comes back after the bye week, we need to start winning out. Uh, Snake, is that going to happen? I don't think so. Because that's when division I, play starts. I, yeah, I think when uh, and, and most Seahawks fans, I think, would probably agree. I think when Russ went out, I mean, fuck, we haven't known what what it's like playing without Russ for 10 years. And the fact that our team really wasn't like, I mean, we've known that it is essentially Russell Wilson that has been keeping us where we are for most of these years, the most recent years at least. I mean, I have optimism, but at the same time, I recognize that it's highly likely that we will not be going to the playoffs this year when you're losing Russ for a I mean, minimum of six weeks. I think the plan is that he comes in, comes back week 11 after the bye week on the 10th. Um, so then let's talk about what that means. Um, Schneider has basically set fire to the, to the bridge of hope that is for losing teams that is let's look to the draft because we don't own our draft pick this year. We gave that to the Jets. So now it's like, fuck even if we go eight or nine wins, that's better than going two wins because then we're just giving the Jets, the Jets, another top draft pick. Um, I saw a lot of weird stuff uh, in Pittsburgh. I saw Russell Wilson talking to himself in the huddle in like the pregame. Uh, oh, a huddle that wasn't around him. It was just him standing in the middle of the fucking field talking to himself. So that didn't look great. Uh, I also saw Jamal Adams get hit in the fucking face with the football. So that was cool. Um, what do you think about, I mean, if Jamal Adams seems to be the focus of all of our attention because he's the reason we don't have a draft pick this year. He's the reason we don't have a draft pick last year. Um, I don't think you could find any Seahawk fans who feel like that trade was worth it. What do you think? I, we, this same fucking thing happens every time we get a high profile person. Like when was the last time we traded for a high profile person that has actually worked out? Like it's very, very rare. And it, it's frustrating because, I mean, you could say Jimmy Graham worked out because he, in many ways, the statistics did, but he didn't 
play the Jimmy Graham that we hoped we were going to be getting. Um, I don't know. I I like Jamal Adams, and I think he plays well. But at the same time, is he's no Cam, you know? No. Like, he's Cam not is Cam. bigger. Cam would catch things. And it's so it's frustrating because we're so used to seeing the success of the Seahawks start from that secondary, that Earl, that Cam. And I mean, he's not even Earl right now, right? He has not played like those two guys, like Cam and Earl. Like that's the reason why that secondary was so good. There's so there's a reason why Richard Sherman and whoever was on the other side was so good. Like they were the, it's just, uh, it's frustrating because I think the hope was when that trade happened was that this was our new cam and and rightfully thought that way, I guess. Right. Like why not get the best safety in the league and hope that you're getting cam. The best young safety in the league. We, but we, I mean, got him young. Let's not, I mean, the guy's in his mid twenties. Clearly there's room for growth. Um, he clearly believes he's going to be the best, which is, I mean, I get that Pete wants like a trend center, somebody who's going to be like, yeah, let's, let's get somebody to convince this defense we're the best. But yeah, hit in the fucking face with the football. And that really just, it makes me feel like he is a safety in yeah. the secondary who thinks he's a pass rusher and has absolutely no ball awareness He's like, um, there are players like, I don't know if I can feel like an NBA. I heard a comparison the other day that kind of made sense. So I'll ask you, is Jamal Adams the Ben Simmons of the NFL? Sure. Doesn't really have a position, but then, you know, like a, a jack of all trades, master of none. Like he's trying to be his own thing and it's not fucking working. Yeah, and you know, I think a big thing that's big that's difference. I don't know about you, but I just feel like Jamal Adams. He tends to be. I mean, I get it. He's you know he's passionate, but I think he thinks very highly of himself, and he has gotten paid to that degree, and he is very good. But up until when Cam really kind of silently just sat out like because he wasn't getting paid cam never really talked about how good he was he just did what he was good at yeah and i feel like jamal adams just kind of i don't know it's is it a showboat thing is it a he's not playing at the level so then he gets in his head and then he gets mad and then i I, there's something wrong here like there's just not like is he only good when he's actually like mentally there you know i feel like maybe i think he's missing some screws there and you know in his head yeah it's true whereas i feel like cam like when he was on that dude was fucking on like and but he was like never talked about how good he was he never like the the only time that he ever really mentioned that was really when he sat out and said i want to be paid like the best safety that I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it's, I don't think that's where the problem lies with the Seahawks. I think it's just, I, you know, I mean, it, the it's line, like we have a lot of great, other great players that, that, uh, Adams is holding back, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> Carlos Dunlap, it doesn't have a sack 
on the season. We're half, well, not halfway. I guess we're a third of the way through. But like, Carlos Dunlap's supposed to be our guy. You know, Kerry Hyder is doing okay. All the other guys, I guess they're doing exactly what you would expect. You know, we let Frank Clark go. We let Jerron Reed go. You know, we let all these guys go because we're going to retain our value and we're going to spend it where it matters. But fuck me. I just, uh, I don't know where to look. Yeah. Except maybe Rashad Penny. Maybe Rashad Penny comes back and saves this team, right? Oh, God. Well, this is his last chance, really. <laughs> really, if this isn't it, then this is, you know, sail off into the sunset. And It reminds you how fragile it is. If we had got Nick Chubb, which we could have, we'd be fine. I mean, or, or any of the other fucking pieces that we missed. It's, it's so much easier when you just draft the best players, and it's, it's not when you it, don't. It's, so, it's always easy to look at that, but at the same time, like, uh, I mean... If we, you know, I mean, I, I mean, it's our offensive line is not playing this year like they did last year. And Have you seen George not- Fant? George Fant is one of the top PFF rated right tackles in football right now. After he leaves the Seahawks. Yeah, it, it and that's that's classic situation, right? Like, it, you know, and you hate to put everything on the offensive line, but the truth is, is that like the bigger the biggest difference, and I, those years that Russell was so good, he had better protection. And this year, he, I mean, Geno Smith didn't have very good protection in this last game. They, they, he was scrambling the whole fucking time. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's, and, and I, I feel bad about saying that too, because I can't imagine how difficult that is for a, um, for a lineman to try to protect a, a guy who won't stop moving. Exactly. And so that's why I always would like kind of give Russell the benefit of the doubt. He's fucking bitching about all of this being sacked too many times. One second. One second. I just got a call. Ben Bliss. Ben Bliss. Oh, God. You're on the podcast, Ben Bliss. We just did a podcast. I know, but now you're on this one too. Wow. I know. So, so what we're talking about is. Why? Why? What's? Why do the Seahawks suck so much? Because Gino is not what I thought he was. Fuck you! It's not Gino's fault. <laughs> and Jamal Adams can't catch a fucking interception. Well, that part's true. That part, that part is a fact. Snake, yes. can you hear? Can you oh, hear? Oh, I can hear. All I right. Can hear. Oh. I can't hear Snake. Well, you can't hear Snake, but I just want to make sure he can hear your thoughts so we can reflect on. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's what I, I mean, wanted you, to confirm because we've been talking about why the Seahawks suck so much, and I figured you wanted to. Well, weigh. I actually, I actually thought about this. So, what, it, what, it, what that was? Remember, so when we we discussed like a future without Russell Wilson, and that's what we saw. That's what our team actually is. It looked like Russ. a team that Pete liked. It looked like like the Tavares <laughs> Jackson years, where we were completely yeah. beast mode, and we loved it. We loved it when yeah. it was just beast mode. We were so hard yes. for beast mode. And then we're like, well, what if beast mode was Alex Collins? And we're like, oh, no, yeah. I don't want that. This is not what you want. No. I, I, uh, that's, that's what I think that was. I think that was that's our team without Russell Wilson. It's not great. No, it's not it's great. not good. I don't know if we like that. Well, and maybe that will shut. Maybe that will shut all those fuckers up that don't want to have Russell on the team, right? When they can start realizing how actually terrible we are when he's not there. So, it's true. Yeah, yeah. 
And you don't get to pick who your who your best player is sometimes. You know what? I, I don't know if Pete Carroll ever wanted the best quarterback in football. I think he wanted to have the best running back in football. And, well, fuck. They fucked that up the, like seven times. Well, he wanted to have the best defense in football. Oh, yeah. He first. fucked that up, too. He fucked both yeah. those things up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I got to go. All right. Go back I to bed. Guys oh, babe, wait, 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 wait. Huh? We did a yes. thing where I compared all the teams – uh, to NFL teams, all the finicky teams, and I, and I named you were the Jags. Is that no, cool? That's not, that's, that's not entirely fair. Maybe that, what about? I feel like. Oh well, no no no! I you know JP or uh, Snake disagreed with me. He called you the Jets. That's even worse. Oh yeah, I know. That's what I thought. No, I thought that was worse too. That's I would call you the Jets. Fuck you! No, I'm not the Jets. I don't want to talk about this. Another thing You're... before you leave. No, I'm done. Before before you leave, <laughs> um, we also talked about Derrick Henry and how he's the greatest thing. And I was wondering, what if in Finicky we were a keeper league? Do you know who would have Derrick Henry if we were in a keeper league? I think I would. You would. It would yeah, I know. Do you I th- remember. Does that keep you up at night, or is it going to just start keeping you up at night now? No, because I lost all hope in this season already. <laughs> so. uh, it, you could have been the snake of this league just because he basically Listen. just wraps, you know. He Listen, just, but. it's easy to sleep when you're dead inside. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Bliss, one of the most positive call-in we've ever had. All right, go to bed. Right. Bye. That was about as optimistic as I had expected. I like that quote. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> Sit asleep when you're dead inside. Is that our finicky, our finicky t-shirt? Um, all right. Well, um, do you have any, I don't know, do you have any hot takes stored up? I'm going to start playing the NFL out music now. Uh, what do you got? No, I don't have any hot takes. I, 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 as always, didn't plan anything until I sat down in this chair. Well, you've got we've got one minute to think about it. I was thinking uh, hot take wise. I mean, if Rashad Penny plays this week, what if he got five yards to carry? What if just because it's the pure Pete system and it's purely his visualization of everything? What if Rashad Penny got five yards per carry? You think we resign him? What? What do you got? No. Oh. No. Him. He's done. Okay. He's done. All right. Not nothing. If they were going to resign him, they would have resigned him earlier. They they <laughs> made their cho- they made their choice with Chris Carson at this offseason. Well, and- he's a first round pick, so I think taking that fifth year option would be something along the lines of ten million dollars. So, no, that probably yeah. I guess that wouldn't happen. It, it, you know what? I mean, maybe, but I I don't know. I think they're better off. They're better off without him. That guy has been perennially disappointing all right 20 seconds left final score saints and seahawks what do you got uh seahawks end up squeaking it out 23 to 20 23 20 sounds like a seahawks game i'm gonna even go closer i'm gonna say 26 24 seahawks you heard it here first that is the finicky podcast snake this was hot glad we did this together with a little bit of bliss in between a devil's threesome. Good night.